Welcome to the Game Changer 00100 show. I'm your host, Game Changer. And today I had yet another conversation with the pink pill that um, is actually making me do this video right now. So let's just make sure everything is in order. Make sure y'all hit that like button the moment you come in and then we can get started. All right. Uh, didn't mean to do that, but that is taken care of. All right. Let's get that. Okay, let's get into it. All right, so I was on one of these, I don't know what you want to call it, like echo chambers or, you know, just, it seems like everything out there that a lot of these B-dubs and apparently uh, BMs too, or uh, GBMs, um, are doing is just to limit black men's options as much as they can so they can leverage control over them. That's what that's the that's what I'm getting from these channels and they're showing up on my feed more and more because I've been getting links from people that they want me to go check out and the more I check them out, the more in my feed these other channels come. So I was on it yesterday and I was uh, talking about, what were we talking about? Oh, they were talking about quality black men and that the problems between black relationships is due to a lack of quality black men. Now, this is the same rhetoric that they have been saying since the 90s while they tried to pull their things. I want to point out that really other races of women don't have this type of problem. They don't have that particular complaint. In fact, they pretty much get a black man at will quality and otherwise, you know, and I'm talking about like of the tier that they desire. They make a claim of false scarcity to excuse the fact that they're not really accepted. You know, they're trying to hide that fact and they're saying that, oh, well, the reason why we're single is because we're scarcity, not because of cultural changes that we need to make. Now, the interesting thing about the pink pill about Crystal and Karazin is, oh, excuse me, excuse me, Miss um, Russell. The interesting thing about her is that she understands that changes need to be made. Cultural changes need to be made on the black woman's side before they can seek healthy relationships. And the way that I know this is because she wrote a book on the cultural changes and the changes that they need to make make before seeking relationships. Now, it was done for other races of men, but those changes are still required to make any healthy relationships. For example, for whatever reason, she has in her book, at least I think, I only read like what's free online. She has in her book, don't fart at the dinner table. So, yes, um, that is definitely something that a woman shouldn't do, no matter what race of man she is dealing with. Farting at the dinner table is just wrong. Now, it's a shame that she felt the need to tell adult women that, but she obviously recognizes the need for change. But that's not what that's not really what I want to talk about here. Even though I will be purchasing the book and reviewing it to you in great detail. I know she hates when I do that, but I'm dusty like that. Anyway, on the show yesterday, 
talking to CK again. Jesus. Why do people call at the most inopportune time? Anyway, um, on the show yesterday, talking to CK again. And this is what happened. Fair use, people. Fair use. Oh, actually, let me shout out the people who are here and get the fish tank up. Give me a second. All right. Uh, salute to Kit Clouds. Uh, Sup Supreme Keisha. Oh, that's a new one. <laughs> I like that. Okay. And Sexy Red. Seen you on Bernard's show earlier. Salute to you. Uh, Mr. Shane Vicious. K-Dot. Deacon Dave. And what's that? Celine. Appreciate you. And Ray Hanna. Um, appreciate you. Appreciate you all. All right. So uh, let me get the fish tank up. If you want to be in the tank, and I'm going to do something else um, soon, but y'all hear the fish tank that I actually have in the background. So I, I figured that this will go well with the background noise that you all already hear. All right. If you want your name displayed in the fish tank, become a channel member on the night level or above. Greatly appreciate you. All right. So I'm going to share this and. All right. There we go. All right, so so every so every so how are you saying that every black woman, uh, every other woman has a problem, has a problem. Ah, uh, so I hate it when people inject the word every all. They make these all inclusive statements, and then in order to get you to agree to it, and then say not every. You know, kind of like if I was to say, so are you saying that every orange is orange? And then they just find the yellow or red orange out there and say, see, you see, you're wrong, which means that everything you've ever said before in your life is wrong. You know, that logic missed me with that. Problem with uh, dating, like, so nothing's wrong with the man, right? He's perfect, he's amazing, he's doing good. It just happens that every every woman globally has a horrible divorce rate. Every woman globally. When it happens to be um, black men. Well, once, it, once again, I didn't say every or all. Um, however, what I did say was people marry black men for the wrong reason. Okay, they, so are, they are enamored by our physicality, and that is not enough to sustain a relationship. So, what reason should what reason should um, black should uh, women marry black men? Well, not that reason. No, but what reason should? What, what, what? Well, that's that's up to the that's up to the women. But we know what reason not to marry man. I mean, I would say I would say for the same reason that they married the guy that stands outside of Home Depot. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate you. <laughs> thank you. Eddie, can Hi. I, I wanted to say something to him. Did you go? No, he's here. Not there. Um, okay. Uh, you're, you're interesting, Game Changer. Um, well, thank you. And I um, am trying to understand your, 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 your purpose for being in these spaces. See, because I don't go to spaces that, um, well, sometimes I do, but for the most part, I don't. I don't. So if sometimes you do, then you understand why I do sometimes. For the same reason that you sometimes go to, you know, your um, people with opposing viewpoints channel, you understand why you do it, then you should understand why I do it. But that's just me. Don't go into, like, for example, your space. I don't go into it. I know you have a set of opinions, and I don't really agree with those opinions. Um, but what I do is, I don't listen. Mm -hmm. What I find 
but you do listen, that's how you know to comment on my space. Like that's how you know when I talk to you, you know exactly what my space is about and the things that I talk about. So you do go. And you also quote, like, remember when you said blah, blah, blah about me? Remember when you kept saying that Chris Lacarazin got liposuction? Chris Lacarazin got liposuction. Chris Lacarazin, you had to have come to my channel to know that. Just saying. Odd is that you come to these spaces and you, you try to sort of gather up content for your space to talk about a group of people who you believe are insignificant because as you say, most black women are with black men. So if we're so- This is a misquote, but it's not a big deal because you don't really expect verbatim quotes in a one-on-one -on -one exchange. You don't. Oh, insignificant and small. I'm just wondering why do you spend so much time pursuing the spaces for people who you believe are insignificant and who are fundamentally wrong. I don't think that, though I think that you're fundamentally wrong, I don't think that you're insignificant. Um, am I speaking to the pink field? Yes, I am. I mean, yes, you are. And okay. and here's the thing, I also don't appreciate that you, um, you, you take my content to become your content. I mean, I- See, I don't get what she, I think that she is under the impression when she said this, I believe that she was under the impression that I do it for her appreciation. When really I do it for your edification and by your, I mean my audience, I, I do it so you guys can have this understanding. I would like for, I mean, I don't do that. I don't need to uh, pilfer. I don't, you know, like filtering, you know how when somebody doesn't, wants to like steal gas out of a car? Yeah, I know what pilfer means. Instead of going to the gas station and paying for it, they just like go into somebody's tank that's stuck on a straw and they put their gas and they take the gas out. That's kind of what you do to me. You see, okay, that's a bad analogy because gas can only be used once by, you know, a single party. However, um, Things like information can be copied. Not really pilfering in that regard. This is a very bad analogy. Now, I can see if she said, you know, like stealing my song or something like that, which the word pilfer wouldn't really apply to. But yeah, I you don't like it is the crux of what you're saying. So I'm just wondering for someone who you think is insignificant and who is so dead wrong why is it there are so many multitudes of videos on your channel about somebody who you believe is insignificant and wrong well once again i don't think that it's insignificant i do think that it's wrong uh, my channel is dedicated to pointing out how wrong it is. that's like asking why do democrats spend so many so much time debunking republican views or vice versa It's like, that's kind of what they do. It is. Well, if most black women, if most black women date black men, then how big of a problem is it? I mean, you said yourself that black women, 
by that logic. And I think she thinks that I have a problem with swirling, which I don't. But I do have a problem with that logic because that's saying like, if most cops don't kill unarmed citizens, then what's the problem? Or if most people don't have a beer flu, then what's the problem? Is that thinking? Mainly are with black men. So what is the concern then? Well, the black people that are I mean, together, excuse me, um, the women who are married are primarily married to black men um, and the same for black men to black women. Um, so that portion is true. However, the majority of people or far too many people, both black men and women are um, hopelessly single and not forming functioning families. Now, I would like to see- Do you have a, do you have a, do you have a uh, forming functional Ah, uh, the chronic interrupting. Let me see. Oh, that's why. That's why I've had the playback speed higher. Okay. Family? No, I do not. Oh, okay. I do. Define functional. Now, this is the part that I really want to cover. Here, let me rewind it because I, I had it on, you know, um, 125 as far as the speed goes. Let me rewind this. Because this is the part that gets me. And this is the part that can, this should be an alert to fellas on what a low quality woman sounds like. If you hear something like this, and we know that, you know, um, um, uh, Mr. Ed isn't going to do that because not too bright. But when you hear this type of talk, you need to run. You need to get out. Listen to this part again. Well, for one thing, um, the parents are working to care for their children, care for their welfare. Um, oh, dang, I missed they it. Hold on, hold are on. being protected to become your content. I mean, I would like for, I because I don't do that, I don't need to uh, pilfer I don't, you know, like pilfering, you know how when somebody doesn't, wants to like spill gas out of a car, instead of going to the gas station and paying for it, they just like go into somebody's tank that's stuck on a straw and they put the gas and they take the gas out. That's kind of what you do to me. So I'm just wondering for someone who you think is insignificant and who is so dead wrong, why is it? There are so many multitudes of videos on your channel about somebody who you believe is insignificant and wrong. Well, once again, I don't think that it's insignificant. I do think that it's wrong. Uh, my channel is dedicated to pointing out how wrong it is. Well, if most black women, if most black women date black men, then how, how big of a problem is it? I mean, you said yourself, Black women mainly are with black men, so. Once again, I don't have a problem with swirling. What is the concern? Or interracial dating, rather. Sorry, then. Well, the black people that are I together, mean, excuse me, um, the women who are married are primarily married to black men, um, and the same for black men to black women. Um, so that portion is true. However, the majority of people, or far too many people, both black men and women, are um, hopelessly single and not forming functioning families. Now, I would like to see. Do you have a? Do you have a? Do you have a uh, forming functional family? No. This is her attempt to single shame. 
but single people can't really single shame other people. But she's going to try. I think that she's not used to being single, but she's going to try. Let's continue. No, I do not. Oh, okay. I do. Define functional. Well, for one thing. Um... Now, I said, do you? And she said, I do. This is a woman who is going through a divorce. This is a woman who has an illegitimate child. She's about to be a twice baby mama. And I said, do you um, feel that you have a functional relationship? And she's, or excuse me, a functional family. And she says, yes, this is a functional family, which means that she left the function. Well, let me continue. Um, the parents are working to care for their children, care for their welfare, um, make sure that they are being protected and being provided for. Yes, that's a functional family. And I define as functional is despite you guys celebrating and dancing around the fire about a divorce um, that I'm having, um, I was married for 20 years. I've, I've been married for 20 years. That's not a failure, sir. Is, this a, is it a success? I would say yes. Okay. Two women like this, the act of getting married is a success. When they decide to divorce you and she admits that she decided to divorce him, just like many other situations, but she was the one who initiated the divorce. She made that call. She said, I am going to divorce. They look at it as a success. She says, I have a functioning family because we're both supporting our kids. Huh? You just broke up your kid's home. Your kids are now from a broken home and you call this functional. And she says success to her is standing in front of somebody, a religious or legal uh, figure, saying in sickness and health, death do us part, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then leaving after 20 years. What? That's success. For who? It most certainly isn't successful for the children who would like to see their father and or mother every day. It's not successful for him because he didn't sign up for that. Like his parents, you know, the people that you used to call your mother and father-in-law, his parents have married or are married for 50 plus years. That was his definition of successful. You have made him into a failure and you still call yourself a success. They still think it's a good thing. Now, mind you, she say, we are both working together to support the kids, meaning that this is a functional human being. 
he's not somebody that was out on some, you know, um, um, you know, uh, beat him up bad type stuff. Or else he wouldn't have access to the kids. He's not somebody that was um, that's not, you know, financially irresponsible or incapable. He's still capable of being a father. She just thought her life would be better if she divorced him. And now that she feels that her life is better with Mr. Ed, now that she feels that her life is better with Mr. Ed, she says this is success. To women like this, success isn't measured by staying married. It is measured by getting married. She feels successful by getting married. Divorce is success to women like this. Take heed to this. If you find yourself with a woman who says something like, you know, oh, it's successful to be divorced as long as you was married for X amount of time, then this is a woman that doesn't honor or respect the institute of marriage. Primarily speaking, the uh, she also don't really respect the institution of motherhood or parenthood, but primarily the whole death do us part thing. Think about the 20 year bullet that her first baby daddy dodged. Because this whole tirade is really about her lashing out against him. He wouldn't marry me. He got me pregnant and he wouldn't marry me. He don't have a sense of family or else he would have got together and stayed together for his daughter. Um, Wait a minute. You're not staying together for your three kids. So he's wrong for not getting together for his one kid and you won't stay together for your three. This is you. This is you, well, okay. Somebody says she tried to trap a dude. She did trap a dude for 20 years. And then the moment it was inconvenient, she said, oh, I don't wanna do this anymore. I don't want to play. Functioning family. Fellas, just imagine that. Standing in front of somebody that says death to us part, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, blah, 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 blah. 20 years later, bye. It's like, wait, wait a, wait a minute, huh? Success, goodbye. This is a success. This, you know, like success is really like when you plan to do something and that plan is realized. Like if I want to win a basketball tournament or rather a chess tournament and I make plans and strategy to do so and I do it, then that is a success. Now, what this tells me is that you were planning to do this. You were planning to leave him after a certain amount of time. 
So like Janet Jackson, you know, and Chris Rock's wife, you know, these people who leave like right after the prenup expires. Like right after the prenup expires, because, you know, the lead attorney tells us that that prenups, you know, will save all. But tell that to the ones who divorce right after the prenup expires. Anyway, that is success for her. Everybody else suffering. And she feeling a little bit better about her life circumstance is success. Can't make it up. Won't make it up. Didn't make it up. Let's continue. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because, because for for our family, we are still a functioning family where I still have a pleasant and friendly relationship and a cooperative relationship with their father. And we work together. Oh, God. This is what she's describing. This is a success. I still have a functioning relationship with the father. Oh, gosh. To take care of our children, despite sleeping in different bedrooms. Yeah, no. Okay, so what I define as a functioning family, and this is what my channel strive for, and what I strive for individually, which is why I don't have any failed marriages, um, or illegitimate children, is... And we're not married at all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You see, I wouldn't get into a situation without I know it failed. Now, uh, once again, what I... Not only would I not get into a situation that I know would fail, apparently her first baby daddy didn't want to get into a situation that he knew would fail. Described as a functioning family is one where um, both of the biological parents are together um, in the same household to, uh, for the sake of the biological children. Um, I would like to see more of those. And I do believe that your message um, is a boom to that, which is why I challenge it. I think that you, I, I, first of all, we agree um, on that in that regard. I think well, right. that uh, the best, but what I'm saying is if, if both of us agree that. Um, now, we don't actually agree. Because once again, you didn't strive to have a functioning household. Like I just I just sat there and was I sitting or standing when I said that I was sitting. I just sat there and said that I believe that this is a functioning relationship. Obviously, you feel that divorcing a man, divorcing a functional man, putting him out the house and sleeping in separate homes is a functional family. Adding dysfunction to the family is, you know, or Putting a dysfunction or excuse me, putting a functional man out of the house is functional. So we actually don't agree because we don't agree on the definition of a functioning family. But she claims that that's what she's striving for. But really, she's just striving for the women to get the bag. As she did. That both black men and black women should be in functioning families um, where they're married. Um, what is it? What is it that you disagree with me about? If we both agree on this? Well, I was explaining to you that I was explaining to I was explaining that to you yesterday. Um, basically, we were disagreeing with the cause of it and why they can't get together. You see, 
Um, you were under the impression that, you know, there is a um, absent of, I guess, qualified black men to provide what I just described. Now, once again, the dishwasher that I described in this scenario um, is qualified to give what I described. So, I don't want, I don't, okay, hold on. I, 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 I'm going to hear you out. I'm going to go silent after this. But my thing is, is that a dishwasher can be a good man. Sure he can. And you know what? He should date, um, you know, the, the, the girl who sells flowers on the corner. I mean, he should date the, the, the girl who, um, okay. This is not making any sense. And that's primarily because she's determining a woman's value by her occupation. And we all know how failed that is. Like that is a failed construct to begin with, but she's not actually seeking functional relationships. I don't know, gives you gives you change for the bus fare or that works at the bodega or something. Like that's who he that's hold on, hold on. That's who he qualifies for, and that and that is who he should be asking for marriage, right? Because if you if a person should get together based on mutual poverty. Very strange. That is a very strange premise. But she speaks against struggle love on her channel. She talks often against struggle love and you should leave these dusties alone. But, you know, for the sake of this conversation, you know, um, two poor people should get together. If you are a man and you are to be in some sort of role as a protector and provider and and problem solver, then you should play at your weight. And so why does she mention weight? Like you don't really want to go there, do you? I'm so a dishwasher, me me um me dating a dishwasher is not playing at my weight. That's um, that is playing. It's not playing at your weight because you got liposuction. Yeah. <laughs> oh mercy. And below my weight. Right. Okay. So, and that's where last night's disagreement. And I'm not even certain if we disagreed with each other because you know the topic kept changing before we actually got to the root of it. So um, a young man that's a dishwasher and he tries to meet a young lady who is a flower girl. However, she is out living her best life and using the word. Um, I think that it was replaced with freedom culture. So she's experiencing freedom culture right now, which makes her, you know, ill qualified um, to be a wife and mother at that stage in her life. Now, the problem comes in is that she believes that she should wait until she is no longer a flower girl or she is in a greater occupation to get a mate. This causes a problem because she is in, she is um, in turn competing with herself for a mate. She is going to um, leverage her future success um, versus her future mate success. Now, take in everything I just said. 
basically what I was saying that according to her paradigm that people should mate on their equal income level and they don't, which is why Miss Average at Best is going to have problems. Men don't care about your um, income level, nor is it required um, to two high incomes isn't a requirement for um, a functioning family. Neither is two equal incomes or anything like that. It's just not required. But the point I was making is if people look for their same income, then all women are going to do is try to make as much as they can so they can then require that the man makes the same. This will ultimately lead to misery. Why? Because, okay, so a woman makes $600,000 a year, right? And then she goes out and looks for a man who makes $650,000 a year. And these men say no. And then, you know, that woman will say, black man, black man, swirl, swirl, swirl. Because, you know, it's our fault that we actually care about the same thing. Women who are younger, hotter, sexier, childless. That other men care about. Because of this, it's going to lead women into failure. Ultimately, that is what I was explaining. Let's see her response. Well, that's what relationships are, sweetie. Like that is what a relationship is. It's a it's a process that kind of like kind of like K through 12 or kind of like elementary is a process that leads to junior high barring incidents and junior high to high school and high school to college, like kind of like that. That's fine. I mean, yes, pump and dump people exist, but in the scenario that we're talking about, you're saying that they should get with these people. Like this is a relationship thing. It's really upon her to, it's coming upon her to sort of show that she has greater value than a pump and dump. And you write books to teach women how to have greater value than their pump and dump. So you know that there's a problem there. And you know that hookup culture exists you experience it secondhand. I'm not going to explain how, but you do. And well, let me continue. Because here's the thing, here's the thing you are making and here, and here's the, therein, here is the problem game changer. Okay. You're making an assumption about the women in a very negative. Make assumptions about the women. This is a hypothetical scenario. So she don't want to attack the points. She don't want to mention, bring up, or even talk about, you know, the points that I was making. Her whole thing is, is that, you know, this is an assumption about the woman, you know, the hypothetical woman in the story. It's like, well, 
the woman was made to be assumed upon. Like, it's not really an assumption when you are painting her story. You're literally like writing her story. We are writing the story. We're writing this scenario. That's like if I get together with George Lucas and we make another Star Wars movie or something like that. And then like in the middle of creating a character, you know, um, and I say, okay, so, you know, Abnis finds out later that he is endowed with the dark side of the force. And then he comes behind and says, you assume that Abnis is endowed with the dark side of the force. What? We're writing the fictional story. So now this is when things just, just we're off topic and we don't get anything done again because she's trying to divert. Now, I'll explain later why she's doing this. Right. Hold on a second. Hold on. I'm just what I, I heard what you said and I want to address it. You are making a negative assumption about this fictitious flower girl and you're putting negative attributes to her while you are putting positive attributes to the man with no. Yeah, I put a positive attribute to a dishwasher. When I, when, I, when I made the man, when I wrote his character, it was all positive. He is a dishwasher. He washes dishes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I really just made him to be a hero. Now, keep in mind, I didn't add like, you know, he's a dishwasher with the world's biggest penis. He's a dishwasher, but at night he fights crime with his superpowers. I didn't write that he owns the, you know, greater Pennsylvania dishwashing industry. I didn't really write any of that. Just like he's a dishwasher and he's out looking for love. Qualifiers other than their gender. Uh -huh. And... Do you not see the flaw in that? Okay, so the dishwasher is my straw man, just as the flower girl is yours. Are you upset that I uh, put attributes to your um, straw woman? Um, so, so, okay, nice so, reflection, so, 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 so nice but you didn't yours. answer my question. I asked you a specific question. We're talking, um, we're talking about wait. Let's see the people. Okay. Let, let's see the specific question she asked me. Let's 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 go back a little bit. Let's say a minute, and let's examine the specific question that she asked me. Okay. You're making an assumption about the women in oh, a very negative light. Hold on a second. Hold on. I'm just what I, I heard what you said, and I want to address it. You are making a negative assumption about this fictitious flower girl, and you're putting negative attributes to her while you are putting positive attributes to the man with no qualifiers other than their gender. And do you not see the flaw in that? Okay, so the dishwasher is my straw man, just as the flower.
Okay, so do I not see the flaw in that? And I'm explaining how it is flawless. That we all, you know, that these are fictitious people and we can write anything that we want into it. Our girl is yours. Are you upset that I um, put attributes to your um, straw woman? Um, so, okay, nice so, question. So, 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 so nice let's, let's reflection, but you didn't before. answer my question. I asked you. See, the question is an answer. Because if I'm asking for clarification, then I obviously don't see the flaw. That's an intelligent conclusion. It, it, that Stuff like that falls under a common sense category. To a specific question, we're talking, we, um, we're talking about fictitious people, okay? So right. this is not an argument. This is, we are, we are engaging in hypothesizing here. And right. so you hypothesize a dishwasher, I hypothesize a flower girl. Right. And what you said about the woman, just just in general blanket statement, that the woman, the 23-year-old flower girl, is out here living her best life and you know, and and, and to quote you, thotting it up. Uh -huh. And then you're you are also I invented the term thoughting it up to quote me when she says that. Okay. But then you are in turn assuming that the 23 year old dishwasher is out here trying to get married, build a family, and do. Yes, because these are fictitious people. It's not an assumption. We're making the story as we go. What is wrong with this chick's brain? You're assuming that this fictitious person is blah, blah, blah. Well, everything is fiction. How are you assuming something in a fiction that we're creating? So what you're about to hear is me get frustrated. Because remember how I told y'all how I feel about stupidity. It's just like, gosh, it just wears on the soul. But let's continue. And these are two hypothetical people that you made value assumptions about. Like they're 23? Did you make an assumption that they're both 23? It's not an assumption. We're making the story up. The conversation gets stupider and stupider. Yes. It speaks to your psyche do you understand it's no it doesn't your psyche you don't you don't have a lot of regard for women because uh, if you did you would not automatically assume these negative these negative things about even you okay you don't have a lot of regard for black women because you assume that they fart at the dinner table i can't wait i can't wait to get a hold of your book I cannot wait. All the stuff you tell them not to do is mostly common sense. You tell them not to fart at the dinner table and I have negative assumptions about them. Oh, we're going to get into that. 
And these are your fictitious people that you make up as dinner table farters. We are going to get into this. I got to go uh, pretty soon, but uh, I got some research to do. Like you have, you have a negative attitude to our fictitious farmer girl. Okay. How about this? How about this? Since we're since we're arguing fiction, um, do you want your flower girl to be a Scorpio or a Sagittarius? Okay. Now. I yeah. Would, okay. So. so, so. Okay. This is me trying to show how how ludicrous the idea of um, arguing about fictitious characters that are being made up is. That's a dumb argument. That's a dumb argument. You're saying that I'm stereotyping a person that we are both making up. And that's a dumb argument. If I want to say, okay, there is a flower girl, her name is Keisha, and she wears a bonnet, you know, like, oh, oh, you, you're assuming that she has a bonnet. No, I'm making a character with a bonnet. The hell is wrong? What the hell was... I had to cover this because this conversation was very weird. It doesn't make any sense. And so you're not going to be throwing, you're not going to be throwing, you know... Spaghetti at the walls, trying to get. I want you to stay focused because I want you to. She wants me to stay focused, but she's focused on the victimhood of the fictitious person. And she missed the point of the thing. The point is, is that thought culture, which you agree exists, and that a woman waits until she's like in her late 20s to start considering marriage. You um, agree that it exists. You understand that it's not going to be in the best um, interest of a woman to do it. You say that you want them to get into at least happy households for 20 years. Like all of this and and I'm losing focus. The focus is how thought culture is destroying the black family structure. own up to the fact that you gave all these negative attributes to a fictitious girl, fictitious women, and all these positive attributes to a dishwasher. Okay. All I said was that he was a dishwasher. What positive attribute did... ...is your reflection. You believe... Sweetie, I'm not a dishwasher. And I most certainly am not 23. To be perfectly honest, I would rather be a 23-year-old dishwasher than my age now. So, yeah, there is that. But, but uh, yeah, I think we all would like to turn back the hands of time. I'd like to turn back the hands of time. But, uh, yeah, this dishwasher is somehow a reflection of me. When I look in the mirror, I see a dishwasher. And when you look in the mirror, you see a roach. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you believe that fundamentally that black men are better than black women, that they are more virtuous. Well, the only time the dishwasher is a reflection of me, shout out to DJ Nav, is when I'm washing dishes. 
and I see my reflection in the dishwasher. Yeah, I would have to be like washing dishes in front of a mirror or something like that to actually, yeah, for that to make any sense at all. You see the dishwasher as a reflection of you. What? That they are more family oriented, that they that that they are just more, they're just more. Uh -huh. you, you showed us through your Okay. Not only should I say it, should I have said that, well, it doesn't seem as though it's just black men who are more family oriented. It seems as though your ex-husband was a lot more family oriented than you because he wanted to stay with you for the sake of the family and you didn't. So, yeah. I mean, you're not very family oriented if you believe that a successful family is in a broken home. Description. Every time you describe a woman, it is always in negative terms. It is always in negative terms. Um. Yeah, because I describe, you know, like Megan Good and Aisha Curry um, in negative terms all the time. But this isn't a woman we're describing. This is a fictitious character. So I'm just like, I'm not trying to change your mind. But for the let the record show, everybody heard you. So um, I would like to speak uninterrupted. I noticed that there is a pattern where, you know, she gets hold off on, entire paragraphs. Ah, oh, gosh. I asked to speak non-interrupted, and he interrupts. The host interrupts. But this is, but hold on, wait. This, this is a women's platform. That's why. Like, yeah, I, I, I Hmm. So I asked to speak uninterrupted. He says this is a woman's platform, which means that we interrupt you. Is, is, is that, is that, what does that mean? Like this is a Roman woman's platform, which is why I interrupt you and make sure that you don't get your point out. Good to know. Good to know. I understand that, but I'm not conversation. Wait, game changer. Hello, you're not going to gaslight because that doesn't work here. Gaslighting. Where's the gaslight here? I said, I like to speak uninterrupted. You say this is a woman's panel and I'm gaslighting? <sighs> you asked Pink Bell a question, right? She tried to answer your question and you cut her off. That's why I muted you. Because mm -hmm. what's the point of asking her a question if you don't want her to answer? Now, we, you can have your response, and then I would love for you to get back into the topic. Because you do, a, I don't know what's going on with you. But All you right, let's do it. Let me, let me rewind and see exactly what happened. Uh, mm -hmm. And then you are, you are also, but then you are in turn assuming that the 23-year-old dishwasher is out here trying to get married, build a family, and do all this stuff. And these are two hypothetical people that you made value assumptions about. Yes. And, very, yes. and it speaks to your psyche. Do you understand? It no, speaks it doesn't. To your psyche. You don't. You don't have a lot of regard for women because if you did, 
So she's making a barrage of accusations. I would not automatically assume these negative these negative things about even you like you have you have a negative attitude to our fictitious flower girl. Okay. How about this? How about this? Since we're since we're arguing fiction, um, do you want your flower girl to be a Scorpio or a Sagittarius? Okay. See all these accusations? I believe, okay. Fundamentally, that black men are better than black women, that they are more virtuous, that they are more family oriented, that they, that, that they, they, they are, they are. more, there's just more. Uh -huh. you, you showed us more fit through your description. Every time you describe a woman, it is always in negative terms. Every time. Now, remember how before I was saying the reason that I don't speak in totality? Because you need only one counterexample. But every time I do, it's in negative terms because I say so much horrible things about Chantel Simone. Shout out to her. And so many horrible things about Danica Marie. Shout out to her. And so many horrible things about Sweet Melody Speaks. Shout out to her. I just say awful things all the time. Every time. It is always in negative terms. So I'm just like, I'm not trying to change your mind, but for the let the record show, everybody heard you. So um, I would like to speak uninterrupted. Now, he claimed that I asked her a question. The way he's about to tell it is I asked her a question and then I interrupted as she answered. But she just gave like a barrage of accusations. And then as I attempted to defend myself against the accusations and I needed more than um, a paragraph to do so, he said that I asked her a question and I interrupted her answering, but I didn't ask her a question just now. I noticed that there is a pattern where, you know, she gets hold off the entire paragraphs. But this is, but hold on, wait, this, this is a women's platform. That's why. Like, yeah, I, I, understand, I understand that. Wait, game changer. Hello. You're not going to gaslight because that doesn't work here. You act. Isn't that you gaslighting me saying that I asked her a question? Okay, let's, let's. Think of a question, right? She tried to answer your question and you cut her off. That's why I muted you. Because mm -hmm. what's the point? What? What? Which is why it's good that these things are recorded because that actually didn't happen, but okay. I'm asking her a question if you don't want her to answer. Now we, you can have your response and then I would love for you to get back into the topic because you do, a, I don't know what's going on with you, but you do a lot of like twirling around and not answer questions directly. And I find that weird as hell because- It's funny to hear him say I twirl around. You're really educated, but that, that doesn't work here. 
Um, it really doesn't. You can you can use big words. You can use like automatopoeia and all the other stuff, but you're not answering. That was the biggest word he could think of. And the questions, and I kind of find it annoying. It's like, what's the point of you having all these fallacies and going back around if we're not going to have a serious conversation? I was actually really excited when you came up because I've watched your channel sometimes, and I was like, damn, he's so educated. But I didn't know that you cannot answer a question without going around. I thought that I was asking the question according to you just now. In circles and not answering it. Yeah, okay. So um, she could have just said Sagittarius. Anyway, now the problem with how you are against my analogy, rather, is the analogy is built to show the problem um, is with thought culture. And the only way to do that is to paint the main female character as a thought. Now, um, generally speaking, I could have made her a perfect girl. And if matched with the perfect guy, they would just get together and we would not be addressing the problem at that point. We want to address a problem. So I'm painting the scenario of one of the many reasons why him and her get together. I can also paint a scenario where she is actually young and open and looking for love. And this dishwasher um, asks her to stand on a corner and be a pimp. That is a problem with the man side of this dysfunctional culture. And as I stated last night on your show, that the problem is on both sides. Hookup culture is on both sides and it is destroying the community. The problem that I have with your message in particular, and this wasn't discussed last night, well, it was discussed briefly last night, is that the selling young ladies the belief that they have infinite time to prepare for a relationship is going to cause procrastination. Who does that? It's you do. I do. Can you please tell me specifically where I, where I say that? And yes. I also want to know, how do you know that? If she's speaking, like, are you like a woman? And you, like, like, are you? What? So by selling the virtues of dating in your 40s and stuff like that, you are, you know, perpetuating the myth that you're, you're taken away from a sense of urgency. Now, a person's life isn't infinite, so that was an exaggeration, but we get the point. And now it's just going to be a matter of semantics. But I want to bring up one of her older videos where she talks about just that. All right. So All right, this one is entitled How Middle-Aged Black Women Can Win. And let's see here. But of course, we went over other ones in our show, or um, in my show, excuse me. So it's really no need to, to do this, but for the newcomers out there, just to be thorough. All right. How can middle-aged women win, middle-aged black women win in interracial dating? All right. So what time did I have tagged on there? Six minutes. Six minutes. Six minutes. Dougie Fresh, you're on. All right. Let's see. All right. And 
interactive so that you guys can ask me questions um, or if you have commentary that you can that I can actually just watch. Fair use, people. Fair use. You know what your you know what your commentary is. So um, the benefits of getting into interracial relationships in your midlife as a black woman, I would say the one of the top five benefits is that we have. So there's five benefits from getting into relationships later in life. Listen to this again. Because she claims that she don't perpetuate waiting. Hold on. Or she, I should say advertise. She, she, she claims that she is not advertising for young women to wait. But let's take a listen. Benefits of getting into interracial relationships in your midlife. The benefits to getting into it in your midlife, there's benefits to it? So that's what you're selling these young ladies on. There's benefits into doing it in midlife. Let's continue. As a black woman, I would say the one of the top five benefits is that we have a slower aging process. I'm pausing for effect. Hit the like button. Hit the like button, please. We have a slower aging process. That's the benefits. So you young women, don't worry. You have a slower aging process. That has been scientifically proven. <laughs> that Did somebody put a link to the study in the... Um, and the um, chat room, please. And we have a slower aging process. So um, we have thicker skin, thicker skin. Um, we have uh, tighter collagen bonds um, so that we wrinkle less. Um, the skin sags a bit, you know, it will sag. I'm gonna get to that in a minute. It will sag. Um, but it's a slower process. Um, and so a 45-year-old black woman and a 45-year-old white woman can look significantly different. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. Encouraging young ladies to wait. Young black ladies to wait. Because we look different than white women. 
when we age. So I'm 45 years old. Okay. And, you know, I'll be out, you know, hey, at a girl's, you know, get together or we're out in town or whatever with my friends. And I just want to say, like, the majority of my friends in town are white. <laughs> so um, there's a distinction. There's a distinction. Nobody believes me. <laughs> Nobody believes me that you know, I'm 45 years old, but you know. Now, was this appearance aided by any type of cosmetic surgery? Please allow me to know, like, you know, was this permitted or excuse me, was this aided by any type of cosmetic surgery? This is not unusual for black women. So um, here's the thing. So if you are, you know, on a lineup of say 50 year old women of different races, you will stand out if you take care of yourself, if you've taken certain steps to preserve your pretty, um, you. Oh, so now she's throwing that in there. I thought it was all about collagen and science. But now you actually have to do stuff. Okay. So ghetto intellectual says. I think CK had lipo. Um, yes, uh, crystalline kerosene had liposuction. And what I mean to say about that is crystalline kerosene had liposuction. Now, um, for those of you who do not know, crystalline kerosene had liposuction. She had liposuction. She had liposuction. She had liposuction. All right, let me press the play button. Crystalline kerosene had liposuction. Go to the top of the line. So... What is way, way different and what I see, especially in online dating, is that... Um, yes, go for it. I would love to hear her talk about how well Black women are doing on online dating. I would love to hear how Crystalline Karazin, the woman who had liposuction, because Crystalline Karazin had liposuction, I would love to hear her say how well Black women are doing on online dating. I got to hear this. I have to hear it. I have to. Okay. You have an advantage. So all of those years where you might have been like, oh, all these men, they just want, you know, the blonde, you know, blue eyes. Oh, but wait a minute. How come your fictitious man, how come you're saying all these negative things about the man that you're made up? All these men just want blah, blah, blah. All right, let's listen. Girl, whatever. Well, the blonde, blue-eyed girl is looking a little bit tired, but you still are looking good. <laughs> so when it comes to... So here's what she's saying in a nutshell, because this is the message young ladies are going to get, that white women have a mating advantage 
when they're younger. And we, if you just wait, if you just wait 40 to until you're like 35 to start looking for penis, they'll age out and you will age in. So you know how like on your 35th birthday or on your 50th birthday, you know how guys just line up a bunch of 50 year old women of all races and then they pick from that lineup because that's what we do. We'll pick the black one at that point. Because we're stupid like that, apparently. Like, why wouldn't he just pick the younger blonde? Because obviously she wants a relationship when she's younger because she's, she's about to just die out. Like, you know, she don't have the collagen that you have. So she at least wants to get and stay married. Because, you know, she's not going to at 48 say, oh, my collagen is still good. So, you know, you got to go. She's not going to do that. She's going to be happy to stay together. So, yeah, we don't really match women by age, line them up and pick one based on their collagen level. To online dating, then when a man. Fair use, by the way. And is looking for a woman um, in her 50s. Yes. So apparently, according to her, ladies, and this this is once again, Crystal and Cares, I know you're listening. When you ask, what do I have? What why am I against your message? Is because of crap like this. This can be interpreted, and it often is interpreted as I can wait. I can wait and everything will be okay because of collagen. And because, you know, when I'm 50, I'll have the run of the mill of the guys who are looking for 50-year-old women. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, my thumb is up on that. Good luck with that. You'll have the pick of the litter of all the guys that are just lined up to get with 50-year-old women. Uh. He's going to see you and compare you to other women that are 50. And... You become. Hold on, I gotta address this. Somebody says, uh, Eberner says, um, the problem with her logic is that um, is that there are way more twenty-year-old white women than forty-year-old black women. That's one of the many problems with that. Another problem is that you won't be the only forty-year-old black woman in the line. There's so many problems with this. Fertility to, to, to name like a major problem. But this is the pro. This is the reason that they should do it. Exactly. Exactly. Like with no eggs. Basically getting with a chick like that is like looking for Easter eggs on Halloween. It's too late. 
you get to be the front of line. Oh, and by the way, if you do find an Easter egg on Halloween, don't eat it. Don't eat it. Don't do anything. Just throw it away. Looking for Easter eggs on Halloween is the worst thing you can do. Next to that would be looking for Easter eggs on Thanksgiving. And after that, looking for it on Christmas. Do not look for Easter eggs that long. When do you look for Easter eggs? On Easter. Because of the way. Hey, Dignity. Um, and just a shout out to Dignity. She's in the chat right now. Dignity I, um, is JB. And I interviewed her last week. She is 62 years old. And we talked a little bit about this um, last week. So you guys want to, you guys may want to check that out. But um, I wanted to talk specifically on how to do it and um, what the steps that you need to take that I suggest. So Mr. Mr. Shane Vicious says, this drag makes Tommy Lauren looks like a, look like a genius. Here's my response to that. You know, um, who's that person? I can't think of the name. Um, you know Kelly Bundy? Not Peg, the daughter, Kelly Bundy. Uh, Christina Applegate, that's her name. She makes her look like a genius because Kelly Bundy actually capitalized on her youth and beauty while she was young and beautiful. She didn't wait and say, I could do this at 50. And when they start lining up all the 50-year-old women, they'll pick me. Yeah. It's kind of like the dumb blonde thing without the advantage of being blonde or young. Yes, you take so that you can become more so you can get to the, be the top of the at the top of the list okay you are in a you there you are in a definite advantage as an older black woman you are at a definite advantage y'all hear this now remember on the other thing remember on the other thing she was like i didn't say that i don't listen i'll go back to the other one hold on and the other one here, let me go back maybe a minute or so. I'm gonna have a serious conversation. I was actually really excited when you came out because I've watched your channel sometimes and I was like, damn, he's so educated. But I didn't know that you cannot answer a question without going around in circles and not answering it. Yeah, okay. So um, she could have just said Sagittarius anyway. Now, the problem with how you are against my analogy, rather, is the analogy is built to show the problem um, is with thought culture. And the only way to do that is to paint the main female character as a thought. Now, um, generally speaking, 
I could have made her a perfect girl, and if matched with the perfect guy, they would just get together and we would not be addressing the problem at that point. We want to address a problem. So I'm painting the scenario of one of the many reasons why him and her get together. I can also paint a scenario where she is actually young and open and looking for love, and this dishwasher um, asks her to stand on the corner and be a pimp. That is a problem with the man side of this dysfunctional culture. And as I stated last night on your show, that the problem is on both sides. Hookup culture is on both sides and it is destroying the community. The problem that I have with your message in particular, and this wasn't discussed last night, well, it was discussed briefly last night, is that the selling young ladies the belief that they have infinite time to prepare for a relationship is going to cause procrastination. Who does that? Who does that? Well, let's have a listen at who does that. Let's have a listen. All right, so you wanna know who does that, okay. Become more, so you can get to be the top of the, at the top of the list. So you're when you're older, you're at the top of the list. So all these young women who are complaining that they're at the bottom of the list, just wait until you're 50 is the conclusion. One of the many conclusions that one can take from this. One day I'm going to be at the top of the list. Okay, you are in a, you, you are in a definite advantage as an older black woman. But you, there are some things that you're going to have to overcome, some things you're going to have to. You are at a definite advantage as an older black woman. Who does that? Remember how on the other thing she was like, who does that? You do that. This is you doing that. Oh, and I got other clips. I don't have time to play them, but. I got other clips. To do in order to be at the top. Hold on, I didn't listen. I didn't listen past I that part. I want to give you guys a visual. Okay, I want to see where this is going because, um, you know, she's about to make up a fictitious person. Let's listen to how this plays out. Let's listen to how this plays out. Let's listen to how this plays out. Example of an older black woman. Oh, okay. Um, real quick. Take your time. Uh, my entire screen. Take your time. This is Angela Bassett. Oh, Angela Bassett Angela is an older Bassett black woman. Okay. It's 60 years old. Every 60 year old woman looks like Angela Bassett. Every 60-year-old black woman looks like Angela Bassett because of collagen. That's exactly how that works. This woman is 60 years old. She's an AARP. <laughs> um, she's a senior citizen. She gets the senior discounts. She is 60 years old. She is 60 year old 
goals, y'all. 60-year-old goals. She is, oh my God. Look at this, you guys. So I looked up Angela Bassett. And apparently she married the lawyer from Law and Order Criminal Intent in 1997. In 1997. You know what that makes her? A better woman than you in every way, shape, and form. And I mean every. All right, here, let me move past the Angela Bassett thing. We all know Angela Bassett is a shit. We don't need these, you know, outrageous outliers. Cheryl says Angela Bassett's secret is veganism, though. I don't know. Um, she did, I don't know if she's vegan. She did do an interview with Madame Noir when, Was it? Oh, why are you talking about? When um, does not eat any wheat or dairy. So that's what she just said. She said, absolutely no dairy. Okay. Goals. All right. So that part is done. I think I got time for one more. Let's let's do this one. Let's see if I can find another one. Another pink pill clip. Fair use, people, and hit the like button. Please, please hit that like button. All right. Yes, yeah, she's purposely sabotaging. The, well, here's, here's what she's doing. She basically tried. She tried to make them better women. She tried to um, speak against thought culture. She did. Salute to you for attempting to speak against thought culture. Salute to you for attempting to speak against being overweight. What do I mean? You started the whole no wedding, no womb. No wedding, no womb. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. It's succinct, it's short, perfect, right? You also were one of the few who speak against obesity in the community and actually tried to get them to work out and basically was saying that your figure was due to you working out, even though we all know that Crystal cares and got liposuction. But salute to you for using your ability to lie to get them into the gym while you go to the doctor. Salute to you for that. You were attacking the things that black men complain about with your hoe, no wedding, no womb, which is the antithesis of thought culture. It is the antithesis of thought culture. Now you attempted to do that and then what you found was that those views weren't very popular. And so you just joined with everybody in saying that, okay, I'm not going to try to improve them, even though my book is all about trying to improve them. I'm going to throw that crap out. And I'm going to say that black women are perfect and black men are perfectly imperfect. And that is what they want to hear. 
And that's what I'm going to continue to say. And even if somebody says in a fictitious person that this person may be a thought, that's okay. Or no, it's not okay, my bad. It's not okay because black women are perfect and black men are perfectly imperfect. Anything else will take me out of my zone, my newly found niche audience. So that's what she's doing. Exactly. So now she's just pandering. And you're not going to help these chicks while pandering. The night before last, some chick said, let's not call it thought culture. Let's call it freedom culture. And you were like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You are now going against your core message. It's freedom. Okay. Thoughtism is freedom. So you're not really helping with this whole family problem. Does thoughtism help with the no wedding, no womb situation? Oh, by the way, um, the thing about no wedding, no womb, the criticism that I have of the of the catchphrase is that um, that's what you call a 50 year old woman that never had any kids. No wedding and no womb. Yeah. Ha! All right. Let me continue. All right. No, no, let me let me find that thing. All right. Older women dating advantages. Let's take a listen to this. Let's take a listen to this. And let's go to 26 in. Um, especially I if think this is the right one. Hold on. Just aren't used to. Yeah, yeah like at that age, you have um, no wedding or no womb. So what they realize, and so so then I went to anything to me. I just said. Now, when I say that you have like um, no wedding or no womb, your womb is actually still there. You know, but kind of like charred remains are still there. Kind of like if a cow is dead, but the body is still there. It's just like all kind of flies and maggots over it and is it's decaying and you know it's 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 just useless for milking and eating and all the other cow stuff like it's kind of like that hello how are you guys today and great then they were like oh right but i didn't automatically think oh why are they looking at me or do they think that I can't afford to be in here or isn't it? No, I went in there like I like hello, like everybody else. Like, you know, like it's the most natural thing in the world that three Frenchmen just stop talking when I sit down. <laughs> I just didn't. Um, I, I was I, I I prepared myself to be comfortable. I, I gave myself the talk that I would be comfortable in these situations. I don't have to do that anymore, but when I was younger, these were things that I would that I would do to, um, um, so that I would feel comfortable um, when I was around other people. Okay. And- uh, 
Why did I mark this? Or maybe I'm in the wrong video. All right, hold on, let me continue. Um, I got so much positive attention. I got, people were so incredibly friendly. And I was just thinking to myself, I was looking at all of these women who were old. Some of them were my age, though. But the women who are my age don't look my age. <laughs> um, and therein lies the advantage of the black woman when it comes to... Oh, gosh. You're telling young black girls to wait till everybody else get old, hoping that you have some Angela Bassett genes in you. Oh my gosh. Which is literally waiting for their leftovers. You're, you're waiting for the women that they divorce because they marry at 22 to 25. You're waiting for the guys that they divorce or they just never marry. Hoping that these guys will now want some of your geriatric pussy. Interracial relationships. Black women over the age of 35 where children... Uh-oh. Over the age of 35. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Where is she going with this? Children aren't a priority. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who wants granny vagina? I know a guy. I know a guy who wants granny vagina. I know a guy who, want, who wants it. Yeah. Shout out to the brothers in Baltimore. All right. We are so well positioned. Ah! To meet. 35 and single is well positioned. 35 and single with your biological clock ticking, begging for an old man to do some sticking, is, 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 is just prime territory for you. Quality men who will literally be fighting and breaking down doors to be with us. So remember, she said, who says that? Who promotes that? You do. Okay, I'm gonna play this and then I'm gonna go. Literally breaking down the doors to be, because let me tell you something, a little secret. Okay. Older men like the look of younger women, but not necessarily the mentality of a younger woman. Do you follow what I'm saying to you right now? 
No. Because you don't look 22, but you have the mentality of a 22-year-old. You're actually the worst of both worlds. Like, what has changed about you mentally since you were, say, 22 years old? I mean, there's things that has changed about you physically since you were 22 years old. You try to hide those changes with liposuction, but there are things that, like, what do you bring from a maturity standpoint now that you didn't bring at, say, 25? I'm curious. So basically, you're just telling these young ladies to just, you know, wait around and maturity happens. Do you follow what I'm saying to you right now? Yes. I'm going to say it again. Okay, please. Older men like the look uh -huh. of younger women, but not necessarily the mentality of younger women. Uh-huh. Younger women look at the world differently. A How so? lot of things that they're into, there are several generations behind you. The things that they are Yeah, that matters, I guess. are into as an older adult you are not going to be into. Yeah, cuz you know, um when a guy is looking for somebody to have sex with, her ability and desire to play shuffleboard is really important. You know, guys just want like um, somebody that they could talk about old episodes of Dukes of Hazard with. That's what they really want. It's going to be hard to relate to that younger person because they see he don't really care about relating to her. He's hoping that um, she will be able to relate to him. Basically he's trying to pique her interests. He's already interested in her youth. He's worried that his age is going to be a turnoff, not the other way around. So basically, um, there's truth in what she's saying. And the truth is, is that men are older men are looking for women that look young that they can obtain. And you can't, it's harder to obtain a younger woman. So that's why they go for, you know, a older woman that looks as young as possible. However, most sugar babies, you know, those chicks that be with um, those 70 year old guys, and, you know, just to be written in the wheel, those chicks are younger, hotter, sexier, childless. Shout out to Don Sterling. Was Don Sterling looking for a 50-year-old bitch? Even though he's on some Mr. Burns stuff? Nope. He got himself something younger. And did he care about her mentality? That chick was crazy. She was skating around in a bubble fed mask. That chick was nuts. He didn't care. 
That's what sugar babies are. They're, they're young women who get paid to be with older men. If what you're saying is true, the sugar baby industry wouldn't exist or it would exist with 50-year-old chicks. According to your logic, you can go to a nursing home right now. You could go to a nursing home right now and there's just a bunch of Angela Bassett chicks just, you know, just like seducing all the guys. You know, he comes with his walking chair and stuff like that. And, you know, he he pulls up on her and he's like, hey, look at my walk. This here is the Cadillac of walkers. He got the flip down seat, the burgundy trim. Don't have the tennis balls at the bottom because the tennis balls is built in. Look at the pouch here. And I got a fanny pack on the side with the chrome zipper. So what's up with it, gal? That's what they're doing. Oh, gosh. Oh, and let's not forget the whole midlife crisis trope. You know, because part of a midlife crisis is to get a woman your own age. They have a different worldview and a different experience than what that older man has. But because men are visual, they like really good looking women. If they're really good looking women, why did it take them fucking 45 years to find some dick? Anyway, um, uh, Tim Howard says, uh, no, men like younger women because they are more beautiful. Exactly. Less baggage, healthier, funnier, and easier to leave. Yeah. Yeah, you think? They like younger looking women with a seasoned mind. That is why you black woman, you I want me a seasoned mind. Black women are well positioned to getting the highest caliber of older white men that are single and available. Now, here's what she's saying. She's saying that you have to be seasoned first, meaning that when you're young, you are not in the best position. When you are younger, hotter, sexier, childless, you are in a worse position than when you are older, less hot, less sexier, and childed. That is what she just said. And then she was like, I never said that. Who said that? You. You are saying this. Listen again. I really got to go. All right, hold on. Like really good looking women. They like younger looking women with a seasoned mind. That is why you black women, you black women are well positioned to getting the highest caliber of older white men that are single and available. You are in the best position if you have a seasoned mind and a, um, 
I don't know, a saggy behind? Who knows? No, she's not, um, classy young man, she's not leading her flock into competition with her. She's leading her flock away from her. She's leading the young women away from her. She's telling the young women to wait until their mind is seasoned. So while they're waiting, she's going to be dating. In fact, this is, you know, um, about six months before we last see her with a wedding ring on. So yeah, she was preparing the market for her vagina. Old, old vagina. Understand this. If you if you know how to navigate in those spaces, and if you know what the criteria are to enter those spaces. We may have, you know, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why that book, you know, there's a book that talks about um, meeting your husband. It was a woman who went to Princeton. It's talking about meeting your husband when you go to college and why that's so important and why. It is important. It is important to meet your husband when you go to college as long as you don't go to college when you're 45. And you want to know the thing about college girls is that they're college girls. That's why she wrote that. Why you should do that and why, why, why that's so important and you really need to do this because you're going to be well positioned. And the reason why they say that is from a white woman's perspective. Bam. Do y'all hear this chick? She's basically saying only white women should look for men in college. Black women don't. That's just a white woman's perspective. Are y'all hearing this chick? And then she tried to deny it last night. 20s and her early 30s. Really not even her early 30s. Her 20s is where she's at the height of her beauty. So for a white woman, her 20s is when she's at the height of her beauty. What is it for the black woman? What is it for the black woman? She is telling a 24, a 20, oh, a black woman in her 20s that someday she's going to be more beautiful. Ha! I'm telling you, she's basically given the message here that waiting or, excuse me, marrying young is for white women. That is her message. Marrying young is for white women. And if you're a black woman, not only you could get divorced at any time. Why? Because we still look good. This chick is nuts, is nuts. Nuts. Now, that's enough of that. So y'all heard what she just said, right? Now, let's go back to last night's uh, talk, and then I'm going to leave. All right. I'll go back a minute. 
would not be addressing the problem at that point. We want to address a problem. So I'm painting the scenario of one of the many reasons why him and her get together. I can also paint a scenario where she is actually young and open and looking for love and this dishwasher um, asks her to stand on the corner and be a pimp. That is a problem with the man side of this dysfunctional culture. And as I stated last night on your show, that the problem is on both sides. Hookup culture is on both sides and it is destroying the community. The problem that I have with your message in particular, and this wasn't discussed last night, well, it was discussed briefly last night, is that the selling young ladies the belief that they have infinite time to prepare for a relationship is going to cause procrastination. Who does that? You do. Who does that? Who does that? Who does that? Okay. I got the clips. Clip. Who does that? You do. White women are at their prime in their 20s. Who does that? You do. And then they're going to ask me to apologize for this. It's ridiculous. I don't have the time to play that. But with that being said, I want to thank the cash apps and super chats, managers and moderators, those listening silently, and those who participate in the chat. Make sure you hit that like button on your way out. And remember, this is Game Changer 00100. Game over. Peace.